you know, it's gotten to where people, they don't feel safe leaving the house, they don't feel safe going to school, they don't feel safe inside, outside, you know, I know. Well, even even with everyone reaching out and helping each other, and it's just terrible. Well, because it's situation. so random, and you you have like just thirteen-year-old boys killing people. It's, like it doesn't, yeah. you know, it's so like it's a lot, and it's a lot. I mean, the it's last day or two, it's been every few minutes. It's really so. Um, there were a couple points I just wanted to talk about with that. I'm not. I'm not a rabbi. I'm not a balmusser. I'm not. I, I don't, like, know things. I certainly don't have prophecies about the future. I'm not sure who does now outside the Torah itself. But um, but, but maybe, you know, I thought I would talk about one or just one or two points that I found helpful, um, not necessarily in making me feel better, but giving a sense of, of direction instead of just sort of a lost, lost kind of, suffering, but at least a, di- a direction. Um, and, and the reason I say not necessarily to feel better is because that's not necessarily what's called upon us to feel. Like, oh, maybe I can just find something that will reassure me and make me feel like, oh, okay, fine. Like, I don't have to feel bad. Because um, there's a, the Briskarov comments on, it's a really common thing about Eov. Um, when, Paro, when Paro called in his advisory team, to discuss what should be done about the Jewish people, um, he called in Eov, Yisro, and Bilam. These were the wise people of the time. And Bilam said, kill the Jews. And Eov said nothing. And Yisro ran. So Yisro was rewarded. He had children who were members of the Sanhedrin. They didn't just become Jews. They became the highest ranks, um, which Did he is. Say something also, or he I'm just not ran? sure he said something, no, but certainly the running. Uh, the way I learned it as a little girl was that he did say something. I'm not sure, like just because I learned mm-hmm. it that way when I was a small child doesn't mean that it was told over to me exactly because accurately. I don't know. It could be he said he ran from the palace. I don't know if he said something first and ran. Or he just ran, and the running itself was a statement that I will have nothing to do with this. You should not, you know. Um, but Eov has a lot of suffering later, and he has suffering for not saying anything. And the question really arises is why it's clear from what, hap- what Yisro did that Eov saying something was not going to help. Meaning, the fact that Yisro had to run away to another country shows you that it wouldn't help to say something. Right. So Eov probably figured I can do more, more good by sticking around and at least hearing what's going on and maybe I can help or maybe I can mm. temper, you know, and say, well, maybe don't kill them, maybe we can, right? And, and yet he has a lot of suffering. Who so, was Eov exactly? I don't know. I mean, not just I don't know. It's very ambiguous in the, in the yeah. Chazal who is Eov. Okay. Um, the Briskarav answers this particular question, which is why is why does he suffer for something when it's clear that it was not possible to say anything helpful? And the answer he said is he should have protested anyway. Like Yisro, he should have run something. Uh, uh, 
something should come out of his mouth. Like, you can't, what? Something. You know why? Because if it hurts, you scream. You don't, you don't say, well, it's not logical to scream right now. It's not in my best interests. When it hurts, you cry. He didn't, so it didn't he hurt. Do? That's why he suffered, because it didn't hurt. So my point is from this, not, oh, we got to suffer, so I want to suffer. I'm not looking at threats here. The point is there's a, there's a Muslim point that we feel the pain of other people. We don't just block it away from us. Right. We have to allow ourselves to feel the pain of other people. That's the Muslim that's called upon. That's what, he, that's what Yisro did. Yisro said, like, you can't treat people like that. He wasn't Jewish, Yisro. He was a Kohen Midian after this. Like, it's not, it was not because he was Jewish. It's not, it was just, like, humane. Like, how, that was unbearable. And that came out in his words and in his actions. And that's, that's the lesson we're meant to model, not the one that says, well, like, shalom al-nafshi, like, for me it's okay. Like, I'll be all right. You know, like, I'm really sorry about them, but, but I'll be okay. That's not the response we seek from ourselves either. Um, and, the, and the point that I wanted to make was I wanted to follow, there's a little trail, which I did not find on my own, as I heard from, on a recording of Rav Moshe Eisman in Baltimore. Um, at least these, these Rambans, and then I want to tie it together to something at the end of Hazinu, Rashi at the end of Hazinu. And the point over here is starting with, this is a Ramban on the first Gezimte, on the first Pasuk in Bereshis. Bereshis vara Elohim eis Hashemayim v'sa'aretz. In the beginning of the creation, Hashem created the heavens and the earth. And this is the very beginning of time. And Ramban does ask why, among many questions that he, I mean, there's a lot to talk about on that one Pasuk, but... He says, why does the Torah give us in such detail, at length, what was created on each day, um, the, in more detail about the creation of Adam and Chava, and their sin, and the punishment, and the story of Gan Eden, and being sent out of Gan Eden? Because really, uh, oh, and then, it, and then the Torah goes on, right, in Tanoach, you have the, the flood and the flaga. There's not a huge need for us, apparently, at first glance, to know those things. These are things which could have been handed down as part of the Kabbalah, as part of the Masorah. And there are things, there are things, reversals, there's things in the Gemara that clearly were things they knew, and they're not based in the Torah, they're based in a Kabbalah. Because people tell down what happened right. before. So why wouldn't, why shouldn't Bereshus be like that? Meaning a very valuable part of our heritage and lessons we could learn, but not necessarily Torah. Why is it in the Torah? This is, this is his question, why is it in such detail the Torah could have sufficed. Now, you might say, Ramban says, you have to have it because it's, a, it's an article of faith, meaning if you have to know, anima amin, that there is a creator and he created the world. Mm -hmm. So just tell us that. Say that like what we have in Kiddush, right, which is from, from Barashas. In six days, God created the heavens and the earth, and he rested on the seventh day. And that would be enough. We don't really need the details. Ramban says... The details that we have don't exactly help us understand, really, how God created the heavens and the earth anyway. We still don't understand it. We still don't really get it. So, so why tell us? Meaning, even if you told us this much, if you told us less, we wouldn't know any less. That's the truth. What we know anyway, we know from the Kabbalah 
I don't only mean like esoteric Kabbalah, although I suppose it's that also. But even the parts we do know, this is, anyway, it's through the Kabbalah. And he says, and he's, quote, he's, he's building, uh, in this section of this essay, he is building off the Rashi, quoting Chazal, who say Hashem is telling us this whole, in greater depth, about how he created the universe and created mankind and chose places in which his creation should live in order to make this a machon l'shivto, in order to, to create within mankind and the environments that mankind builds a resting place for his name, like the word mishkan, a place to dwell, right? Okay, that's piece number one. That's that's what makes you sit back in your seat place, right? That's like, that's how Hashem is telling us something that's important to Him because this is about the purpose of the world's creation. It's a place for His Shekhinah. As Chazal say, Koach ma'asav higid le'amo. The power of His deeds, He is telling to His nation. God is talking to us through this Torah. He's telling us the power of his deeds, and he's saying it to help us understand there's a process. And you see through Operatius, people getting moved out of the place where they live because they're not following Hashem's will. And it happens many, many times, even just in Operatius. And this is part of what we need to hear and need to learn in order to create a place to live where we live, and thereby God's name lives and is honored in the world. That's piece one. Piece number two is also Ramban, but it's a few psukim farther on. Yikavu hamayim mitachas hashamayim. Let the waters gather that are under the heavens. Mm -hmm. And again, I'm just taking a snippet, just like, like a phrase. Is, uh, Ramban. This is for the third day, you're saying? On the uh, second day, yeah. The, oh, the, the waters day, is the on the second and the third, yeah. Right. Okay. Um, no, so you're right. No, you're right. It's third the third day? day. Third day. Sorry. You're right. On the third day, Hashem commanded, uh, he decreed that the, the dirt should pile up like mountains coming mm -hmm. up in order that the waters will become visible below and the earth will, and then the earth part will dry out and it will be called Yabasha, dry land. And it will have flat places that are suitable for populating, for, for living in. Now, this is just, it, it, <coughs> it's, a, it's a small comment and a larger Ramban. But again, I'm pulling it out. That's, that's a, still a very remarkable statement, just that small statement. Mm -hmm. That something we can't begin to conceive of, 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 you know, the, of the, a rock of creation and everything glomming onto it and creating an entire planet and entire mountain ranges being formed and fjords rising out awe. from the sea and earthquakes and all this shift it is awe it is. and all of that in order to create a suitable place for people to live that's that piece a little later on in Pasuk Yud that Hashem created this dry land in order that it should be Yishuv Adam, a settlement, a place to settle for people. 
she'en batachtonim makir boro zulaso. For there is no other creation in the lower worlds that recognizes its creator consciously other than him, other than man. Do you see how this has built up? Like that God created this planet with dry earth and flat places and arable land in order that people should dwell in it. And we need to make a place for people to dwell because this is the only one of the creations that consciously recognizes its creator. That's from the beginning. This is the formation of the world. And now, to take the ultimate leap to literally the end of time, um, near the end of Hazinu, the end of the sixth Aliyah in Hazinu. So the Shira of Hazinu, Hazinu is the second to last Parsha in the Torah the last one describing Moshe's final bracha and his death. The second to last one was the last teaching that Moshe gave, which was the Shira Sazinu he received as a prophecy from Hashem to write down. And this Shira, many of the Meforshim describe the Ramban and then the Gra. Shira Sazinu is an encapsulation of all of history, from the beginning clear to the end. If you would know how to learn it properly, don't look at me. It's, and it's in chronological order, then you could find even a re- your reference to yourself. In Hazinu? In Hazinu. Really? Is, yeah. So wow. Hazinu is a summary of all of history. Wow. The last pasuk of the Shira of Hazinu is this. Harninu goyim amo. The nations will sing praise of God's nation. Kidam avodav yikom, for the blood of his servants he will avenge. Venokom yoshiv litzarov, and he will bring revenge and return it on those who oppressed his nation. Vechiper admaso amo, and the land will be atoned for its nation. And that's the end of the Shira. The next verse is Vayavo Moshe. And Moshe will come by Yedabras called Moshe and Yehoshua will come back and say this Shira again in the ears wow. of all the nation. That's already the next Pasuk. That's Shvi'i. Would you remember That's the Messianic era. Sorry, what do you mean by Aton? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That they will come back. Uh, no, Aton. Like they'll have Kapara. Yeah, would you mind reading it one more time? Yeah, sure. I'm sorry. It's, it's Parsha it's Hazinu. Like, it's it's Parak Lamed <laughs> Beis, okay. which all of Hazinu is Lamed Beis. Parak Lamed Beis, Pasuk Mem Gimel. You can sound really smart if you know that like in Hazinu it must be Lamed Beis. The whole thing is Lamed Beis. Right. Mem Gimel, 43. Harninu goyim amo. The nations will sing praise of God's nation, of his nation. Kidam avadav yikom. When he will or because he will avenge the blood of his servants. Venakam Yoshiv Litzarav, and he will return vengeance upon the oppressors, his oppressors, Vechipar Admaso Amo, and the land will be atoned for its nation. Um, Rashi translates that as the, the land will be Vayifayes, um, it will be appeased, it will be calmed down and satisfied for all the tsaris, all the pain that its nation has had to endure from enemies on the land. 
So in Israel, the land of Israel will be appeased from all the suffering that has been perpetrated upon it. Um, but there's a very strong question here, which Rashi addresses. Why does it begin with, the nations will sing praise of his nation? I mean, most of the Pasuk is saying that God will avenge Maybe because all it's a, the just heart. beforehand, everyone will be against us. Could be. So this is the very, very end. This is it. After this, you're, it's messianic already. Moshe's back, right? Like this is... What'd you okay. say? You have to what? <laughs> yeah. Like I said, like I don't know how much like we can look at the world and tell what, what we're seeing. Listen to this Rashi. Harninu goyim amo. The nations will sing praise of God's nation, of God's people. What are they singing praise about? Le'oso hazman. Sorry, it's hard. At that time, Yishabhu Haumos as Yisrael. The nations will praise the Jewish people. Reu, look and see. What praise you can say of this people. Who have clung, stuck tight to God through all the twists and turns and pain that has come upon them that they passed through, velo azavuhu, and they did not abandon him. Yodim hayu betuvo uveshivhu. They know all along his goodness and his praise. That's the end. And if you think about it, that end is the beginning. It's, su it's, it's such a complete expression when we talk about the Jewish people as being special and separate from the nations. It's, it's the fulfillment of humanity. This is what was supposed to be the world. People who got it, who were makir boro, right? The world was created so people will live in it and recognize God. And it was all thrown out. It was only the Jewish people who picked it up and said, we'll hold this. We'll stand by you. It's a loyalty. It's a loyalty, and a loyalty that comes from knowing God's goodness through all the things we've gone through. You know, Rashi was not a stranger. It's living in the dark ages, according to the, you know, it wasn't our dark ages, but in Europe it was a dark, it was a terrible situation, right? He knew what we went through. He didn't need to see a Holocaust ahead of him to know what the Jewish people were going through. Enough had been gone through already by then. And this is the praise. At the end, this is the final praise of all the years of Galus is to point to the Jewish people and say, look, they never abandoned God. They stuck by him. They stuck with him. Okay, so. So we must be in that part is, that's just before because we just constantly keep hearing how Hopefully this are. is where we are. Do you know are. what I mean? No, I don't know. From whom? No. From the nations? Yeah, right. Yes. So yeah. this is like yeah. just before the turn. Yeah. yeah? I yeah. mean. One hopes that we're in the previous pasuk and it's, a, it's over. And it's over already. This is something we say in Tachanun, for those who do say Tachanun. I once went to a camp where we said Tachanun. Not, not, not so common. <laughs> Everyone's the same camp. 
<laughs> it was years ago. Yeah, it was so years ago. We're gonna um, do. It. I didn't get there. I I, I felt we it was more important right now. And then, like, the end of I needed to talk now about the situation. I thought more than going on to what we were doing there. We'll see. Thank you. I so appreciate. So yeah, me too. In so this is a very famous song of this as well. I think on the Eish day, very beautiful. Habeit mishamayim ure. Look, look from heaven, God, and see. How we have become a, a mockery and a, and a target of curses from the nations. They think of us as sheep to be dragged to slaughter. To be killed, to be destroyed, and to be beaten and to be shamed and humiliated. And with all of this, we have not forgotten your name. No, Don't forget us. Wow. Where is it exactly? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. So how can we always, Most we of the way to say that on um, Mondays and Thursdays? Wait, can you just show me this part? Sorry? Like just Okay, so I'm going to look it up then. Yeah. Um, why would they only okay. institute that on Mondays and Thursdays? That when the tour is definitely outside my area of specialty. Um, this is... Do you hear how this is so similar to this Rashi, right? I mean, this isn't the nations noticing it about us. But this is telling us something about how we react to becoming a mockery, becoming the butt of all the curses and the mm -hmm. jokes and the anger, becoming the sheep to be dragged and slaughtered wherever we find us, you know, whether it's a bus stop or a, or a sidewalk or right, a school, wherever we are. And this is a reaction to being beaten and humiliated, is to say, I'm not forgetting your name. I'm not forgetting your name. It's why I'm here. It may not apparently lead me to being safer. Maybe my intellect is saying, well, maybe if I pander, <laughs> or maybe if I pretend I'm not Jewish, or maybe if I do go ahead and accept this God of theirs or whatever, then somehow it would be different. Look, God, look and see. This is something that we may have achieved nothing else. And we could look at God and say, you know, don't forget me. Don't just leave me here. That, that we could have the brazenness. We don't deserve anything. You, know, you look at Tachon, what do I deserve? And I've sinned, and I understand, and I'll try and do tshuva, and I recognize that nothing is coming to me. I don't deserve any better than what I have, that's for sure. And I probably deserve less. But you know what? With all of this that's got, that we've gone through, we haven't forgotten your name. And someday, everyone in the world will say, oh my gosh, look at these people. No matter what they went through, they never abandoned him. They never forgot his name. Vayavo Moshe. Okay, it's not that we believe that Moshe is the next Messiah. Moshe was the first Messiah. Right. <laughs> Moshe was the first Messiah. I mean, you know, right? It, mm -hmm. But there's a Tchiesa Mason. There's a Messianic era. Mm -hmm. There's a going in. That's the end of the chapter. That's, that's the ending of it. And then it starts a whole new chapter and a whole new world and a whole new life as really it should be. And to get there, this is what it depends on. This is the creation of the world. And this is the culmination of history. It's the beginning of time, and it's the end of time. So 
I shared this, you know, this is Rashi on Hazinu Lamed Bet. Right now, this was Rashi, Hazinu Lamed Bez Bem Gimel. Okay, this is ultimately, you know, you want to talk about the beginning of time, the end of time. The Torah ends with the word Yisrael. The Torah begins, right, Le'ene Ko Yisrael, all the wonders and the signs that God sent Moshe to do before the eyes of all the Jewish people. That's Le'ene Ko Yisrael, before the eyes of all of Israel, Yisrael. The first word of the Torah is Bereshis. Bereshis bar Elohim So if you picture them together, here, I'll write it down. I don't usually get up in the middle, but this is something. This is an idea I saw in the Chassam Sofer, but then I'm I'm merging it. I'll merge it together with something from Kliyaka. Okay. So you have uh, sorry, Yisrael, and you have Bereshis. Okay, so if you look at these two words, you realize they have a lot of letters in common. Okay, so you have the yud, you have the sin, or the shin, you have the resh, you have the aleph. Yud, shin, aleph, and resh, okay? So what you have, that isn't those. So what you have is ashray, and in Bereshis, ashray, and then the letters that are left spell tevel, earth, uh, cosmos, the, the world. All right. So what is it? What do we? What can we learn from this? Tevel means the world, the whole world. Isn't that now in modern language it means the whole cosmos? Yeah, because in the word Yisrael there's Ashrei, in the world word Bereshis there's Ashrei, and then there are three letters between them that are left over. So the 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 Chassam Sofer takes a different approach with the word Lev Libas, like the Lamed Beis and stuff. But over here we have Tevel also, Tuf Vez Lamed, okay, which means the world. Um, Kliyakar brings, without mentioning this, this bit about the letters, but on the very, the very end of Kliyakar and, and the end of the Torah, he says the beginning of the Torah and the end of the Torah, the Lamed and the base there, right? What they're telling us is, Lahashem Ha'aretzum Loa Tevel V'yoshveva. And he quotes a few other psukim like that with the word Tevel that the world belongs to God. It's his God. It's his, his, <laughs> it's his world, and he does what he wishes with it. That is, the, that is still, it's, you see how this parallels the beginning of time, the end of time, that ultimately, from the beginning through to the end, the, the purpose and the goal is, this is God's world. Recognizing him, recognizing our creator, and you know what it spells? Ashrei. Whenever you have Ashrei in the, t- in the Torah, there's a, a, a Mishnah in Avos that says it. Ashrecha ba'olam hazeh v'tovlach la'olam haba. You have places in the Torah where the Torah says, Ashrecha v'tovlach. It's happy for you and good for you. So Chazal say, what's the difference between Ashrecha and Tovlach? Ashrecha ba'olam hazeh. Ashrecha is in this world. Ashrei, Ashrei, Tevel, this world. Because the Torah doesn't come to tell us too much about the next world. That's not our job. Ashrei means to be. Ashrei means it's fortunate for you. It's happy for you in this world. It's good for you in this world. Tovlach lo'olam haba. Tovlach, that's talking about olam haba. (coughs) From the beginning to the end of the Torah, from the beginning of this world to the end of the world, it's really ashrei. It's not coming to make us unhappy. It's ashrei. It's happy. But what's the happiness? The happiness is ashrei yoshrei ve'secha od yalu chasala. Happy, fortunate is the one are those who dwell in the house of God and who praise Him. 
right? That's living in his house, living in the world. Why did he create it? We saw in the Ramban. He created a dry land. He gathered all the waters, the earthquakes, the mountain ranges, everything that had to happen to build the, a place for people to live. So people would live there because people are the only creation that can consciously recognize their creator. Ashrei Yoshrei Vesecha, Od there's two ashrays we add. By the way, those are tacked on to a parak of Tehillim. They're not part of that parak. Right. They're added on, right? right. It's these two ashrays added on. Right. Ashrei ha'am shekachalo. Fortunate, happy is the nation it's that the it's like that for him. One of them is, yeah. The one before. Ashrei ha'am shekachalo, ashrei ha'am shekachalo, ashrei ha'am That's the word Yisrael. The first one is the word oh, Bereshis. The last one corresponds to the word Yisrael. The ashrei of Bereshis. Ashrei yoshrei vesecha odi aluchasela. The Ashrei of Yisrael, Ashrei Ha'am Shekachalo, Ashrei Ha'am Shekachalmokav. Okay, that's Ashrei Ashrei Tevel. That's what it's all about. Sovtavar Hakol Nishma Esel Okim Yirakizekol Adam. We read it in Kohelas a week ago, right? At the end of things, when everything is heard, Esel Okim It's all about fear of God. Zekol Ha'adam. That's what all of mankind is about. That's what that means literally. Zekol Ha'adam. Ha'adam means mankind, humanity. That's what it's all about. And Rashis Chachma, the beginning of Chachma, Yiras Hashem. That's the beginning. Rashis and Sof. That, that's what it's all about. And that ultimately is what our praise is. And that's why I said, I don't, it's not that I'm trying to say, let's come and not, not feel bad. <laughs> Never mind. We're fine. This is Los Angeles. It's different. We all, anyway, we all know that's foolish thinking. So not true. Foolish yeah. <laughs> thinking. Right? I mean, thank God it, we haven't been facing it directly, right? But that doesn't mean we ignore other people, right? We're, we're all in it together. Mm-hmm. And it, it is incumbent upon us to allow that in and to recognize, not only to look forward to a salvation, but to look into the moment. But, but I hope, I mean, what I was trying to bring here is a source of strength that's in this moment, not, not a looking ahead to say it will be better, which it will someday, but a looking into this moment and to ex- allow ourselves that we could experience the pain fully and also know that there's a purpose to the pain and that within the pain, if there's nothing else we can do, we can say, but it's you. We didn't forget your name. Don't forget us. It's you. We know it's you. It's not anyone else. We're not pointing. Honestly, like as much as you do have to go and kill any attacker and you do, you know, there's a lot of things that we have to do to protect ourselves. We know this is God's hand upon us. So recognizing that, recognizing him as the master, and it's his world. And it's not because it's coming to us. It's not, it is his world. And we do daven for him to make it something different than what it is. This is not such a happy situation here at all. And there's a lot of families that will never recover. But, but that doesn't mean we turn our backs. We don't turn our backs on the pain and the suffering of other people. And by not turning our backs on other people's suffering, we're not turning our backs on Hashem. We're not turning our backs on Hashem and on his hand upon us, even if his hand upon us seems to be a hand of din right now. And it's not so happy and it's not so comfortable and we would like not to think about it. Part of, part of turning towards Hashem in times of pain and suffering is not ignoring the suffering. It's turning towards him. So with that, um, we're not going to get very far on the next bracha, but let's, let's take a look here because I think it's appropriate. So 
the bracha that we're up to is sorry Baruch Atu Hashem you are the source of all bracha Hashem Elokeinu Melech HaOlam our powerful Lord is the King of the universe Ozer he dealt I, I think is probably the best translation um he built Israel, the Jewish people, bigvura with power or with might. Right? Like Ezehu Gibor, who is strong, okay? Bigvura with might. And the Gemara says a person should say this when they put on their belt in the morning or fasten, you know, if you have like a button or whatever. Okay, we, we normally say all the brachas together in brachas hashachar nowadays for whatever reason. It's not even so clear why that changed. But that's what it goes to. B- putting on a belt that Hashem makes us strong with a belt, by putting on the belt. So we're not going to get to talking about why that is. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about what that means more. Um, next week, I'm away. Yeah, that's one of the parts of it. Um, I'm going to be away next week. So I'm, I'm coming back Tuesday morning, but not in time to teach. So in two weeks, I guess, we'll continue the bracha. But I, what I did want to share with you here, um, Abu Darham in Berchus HaShachar, quotes the Rambam, and the Rambam says, what is the meaning of this? It's in the nature of a pasuk in Tehillim, Samech Hei Zion, Nezar Bigvura, God is girded with power, right? Ozer Yisrael Bigvura, God is girded, like belt, he has a belt on, right? To, like to gird a sword is to belt on the belt part, mm-hmm. okay? Which is like the pasuk in Eov, speaking of Eov, Azor na kigevra Belt on like a warrior, like a powerful, like a strong man. Your weapons on your, onto your, whatever. And it is hinted to, it is hinting, this bracha, to what is written in Yirmiyah. And that's the pasuk I put up on the board. This is a pasuk in Yirmiyahu, Yud Gimel Yud Aleph. Yeah, sorry, it's on the bottom, but it's behind Rabbi Goldberg's chair. Yud Gimel Yud Yud Aleph. Yeah, that's what it says. And that, this is the pasuk in Yirmiyah. That is being hinted to when you say the bracha, Ozer Yisrael Begvura, having not discussed this bracha at all. Kikasher Yidbak Ha'ezor El Ish. This is God speaking to Yirmiya. Kikasher Yidbak Ha'ezor El Ish. Just like a, a belt is stuck tight, is on close and tight and clinging to the waist of a person. So have I stuck on to me. You know, a belt, you don't put it on loose. Your shirt could and maybe should be a little bit loose. Yeah? Not a belt. I mean, right. unless you grew up in the late 80s. <laughs> Belts are sliding off. Belts, the whole point of a belt is that it is held much more firmly against the body. It holds other things firmly against the body. Okay, so like a belt is belted onto the waist of a person, so have I tied tight the whole house of Israel and the house of Yehuda, says God, Neum Hashem. To be for me a nation, a people, and a reputation, and a praise, and a glory. But they have not listened. This is the Pasuk, Ozer Yisrael Begvura. So we're, 
there's um, the puzzle of bracha. I, it's like two minutes down. I know we started a couple minutes late, but that's the way it goes. Um, but but what I wanted to bring here about this pasuk was its relation to what we've been talking about about sort of an ace sarah a time of pain for the Jewish people, and that is really like a like a person would tie on a belt is how God is tying us on, and it may be that we haven't listened. You know, Ozer Yisrael Bigvura. Bigvura is kind of associated with din, right? Mm-hmm. Saying that it's not bechesed, putting on a belt. It's bigvura. But in turning, turning into recognizing, especially other people's pain, our own pain, yes, because when it hurts, you scream out. That's what the Briskorov said. When it hurts, you scream. But what do you do in the hurt? Where do we go? And the place we run is back to God. That's the point. And in that, we really do find, it's, it's a new fulfillment of this verse in Yermia, that we are tied tight to God. And we can be a nation that is praising him and glorifying him in the Gvura too. Also in the Gvura. Maybe, unfortunately, sometimes even better in the Gvura. Maybe when things are great and fine, we don't remember to praise him. <laughs> Whatever it is, let's not, lo- let's not drop. Let's not drop what we're being told. Right? I mean, there's, there may be, I don't know. I hadn't heard there was a return of prophecy. Maybe, there, you know. I, I hadn't I heard. I'm just the... saying, like, but, but I have prophecy. I have prophecy. I have the Torah. Right? This is a Morasha Kihilos Yaakov. This, the Torah is the voice of God speaking to us. We have it. We see what he told us already. So we have to try and, you know, hold it together, so to speak, in terms of the belts. Yeah, and Demir Tashem, in two weeks, we can, um, we can learn something hopefully much happier about that bracha. I did want to say to Hillam also. Yeah. What was your question? You had a question. So I'm just wondering, I mean, when has it ever been any different in terms of the history of all Israel and people not listening to Hashem and not going along with the Torah? I mean, it always seems to be just in the nature of the Jew and the Jewish people's history that there's always been this <coughs> this, this tremendous um, you know I think about all the different fractions and the different upheavals and Korach and this situation I think amount of time can I say that? would you say that's probably the only time? There's some very good times that we were all together but even still really, there were separate there was already two like, kingdoms like, was that the only time? Just wondering. It just seems like, and, and I don't know when I look at the Jewish people and what's going on. I mean, I'm not sure. You're asking about when has it been good or when have we been good? 
or when have we been united? They're not maybe united. all consecutive. Really, I mean, all, I'm not consecutive. Really they're united. not always. Uh, really united. Right? Really so there united. have been times, usually in pain. You have that in the time of Purim. Yeah, right? I mean, it, it's happened. But, but when we were really very united, you have around the bedside of, of Yaakov, when Yaakov was dying and all his children came, and they said, Shema Yisrael Hashem Lekeinu Hashem Echad. And in that moment, Bikesh Yaakov Legalos Esakates. Yaakov sought to reveal the end. Mm-hmm. He was going to reveal the ultimate redemption, right? And you have Nasev and Ishma. We will do and we will hear. Vayichan Sham Am Negedahar. That the nation, as one person, right? Ki'ishachad Belevachad, Rashi says, like one man with one heart. We were at Har Sinai. And in that moment, not in that moment, in the moment of Harsinai, which is just adjacent to that, right? It must have been an unbelievable couple of days. I've said you're nearly divine. You're like on high creatures, like Adam was before he sinned. (laughs) That is a pretty awesome thing. And yes, it's rare. You know, you have the Shira crossing the Amsov. Again, part of that same, wasn't so many days before pretty amazing. Is it easy to keep up? No. But then again, we're human. We're not malachim. We don't keep it up. But, but the power of, we've talked about this before in terms of tshuva, right? That the hamlachas Hashem, we talked about Rosh Hashanah time, I think especially last year Rosh Hashanah. Hamlachas Hashem, saying, God, I want you to be my king. I want a king, and I want it to be you. That plays out in, you have said, do not, you know, thou shalt not cook cholent on Shabbos, right? And, uh, well, not cholent. That was easy. Make it before Shabbos. Thou shalt not cook a steak on Shabbos, right? Cool. And, uh, and therefore, even though I would, on my own, want to do it, I don't want to do it because you've said not to. So your will becomes my well, um, that hamlachas Hashem really only has meaning because we're people. Because sometimes, even though he said, thou shalt not humiliate people, we still say things to our kids and embarrass them. Right? And um, we mess up. So because we, we have the option to mess up, and unfortunately we do, coming back and saying, I'm sorry I was wrong and you were right, means something. That's the, way, the only way it means something. So it's true, we mess up a lot. But we can also look and say, you know what? Like, yeah, we mess up. But it also means something when we say, Hashem, I'm not letting go of you. Right? I'll tell you that I I saw an amazing article. I'm sorry I didn't bring it with me. Um, One woman wrote a couple days ago, and she was saying, you know what? I'm furious, and I'm furious because I know that this is going to make me a better person. And I'm furious that I know that I will feel an achdus and a closeness to all of Klal Yisrael, just like has happened before. And then I get back to my routine life, and then I go back to more or less how it was, and I forget. And she says, I'll be damned if I'm going to let it happen again. I've got to do something to make it stick. And I think that is our, that is a little bit, like, Yes, you know what, Hashem? We are going to turn to you. And maybe I could take something and say, I'm going to change something. Something very small that I really know I should be doing a little bit better. 
you know, how I clean my teeth on Shabbos or how I prepare my table for Shabbos or how I talk to somebody in my family or don't remember to talk to somebody or how often I am in touch with somebody or how nicely I take care of, right? Something, one thing, and let me do that every day or every week, tiny, so that at least in a year or in two years, I can look back and say, did I change at all because of all that stuff that happened and all that pain and all that suffering? And I can say, yeah, I did. I changed. I'm different. You can see the difference before and after. It may not be a big difference. It may not be, but you know, I never saw anywhere that there's a shiur on tshuva. Not only a class, an amount, right? When you eat matzah, you have to eat a certain amount, right? You make a bracha, and then you've got to eat a certain amount of matzah, challah, whatever. I never heard that there's a shear on tshuva. Is there some amount that's not called tshuva? So let it be a small one, but let me be able to look at God and say, you see, I didn't forget you. I didn't forget. I didn't forget. That I could say. I didn't forget. You're going to tell me I didn't do enough? I don't know. Could be. Could be I didn't do enough, but I didn't forget. And I think that is something that's upon us in hard times, you know? It, it is. Take something from the feeling and concretize it. So I think what you're saying, you're, you're talking about taking a concrete step. Oh, yeah. I, I sometimes feel, you know, they have like, come and say to Hillam, come and say to Hillam, come and say to Hillam. Yeah. And I hear that a lot, and I see that's what's going on. And I... Right, so Tehillim is a concrete yeah. step, but yeah. that wasn't the kind of concrete step I meant because I was talking about something that you can maintain over the long term. Yeah, that's what I'm so, you know, you're going to tell me you're going to say a parak of Tehillim every single day from here on. That's a pretty big Kabbalah. Yes. That takes a few minutes. It's, it's not a small one. Um, you know saying Tehillim matters. Saying Tehillim matters. But I understand what you're saying, that there are times when you feel like you're just doing a cliche. Meaning everyone is just saying, okay, do, like, what, what should I do? Davin. He should help. And it's like, that wasn't really what I meant. And, and, and at some point, you work it through on your own, and you get to, oh, my gosh, Shalom, please help me. And you could get there yourself. That means something. But sometimes it's almost like thrown out there, like instead of thinking about what I could do. I'm not accusing anybody, right? But, so I really do want to say to him, because in the end, what can I do to help? Mm-hmm. What can I do to help? Not so much, right? But the words of the Torah are God's words. It's God's will speaking into the world. If I say them out of my lips, I am becoming a vehicle for God's will into the world. Maybe I could do that with actions. So let me find an action, a practical, tangible, actable, measurable action that I can do and let it be small. And sometimes I want to do much more than that. I want to save the world. I want to fix it. I want to hug it. I want to heal it. So I can only say the words of it happening, but they're God's words. And when God speaks, Vayomer Elohim, Yehi Or, Vayehi Or, God says, let there be light, and there is light. That is creation. So when I can say the words and recognize, it's, it's not that it's my will per se. It's God's will I'm expressing into the world. But God's will expressed into the world in words is creation. That's how I can help, maybe. Now, maybe I could help because like, I could give somebody CPR. Then maybe I shouldn't stand and say to him. I don't know how God is sending me to bring his will to the world. Right. So I figure what I can do. And when I still feel helpless, I speak. I speak. I don't just, I don't turn away from the pain. 
I turn into God, towards Him. So one parak of Tehillim should be. I have. I brought a list of names. Unfortunately, updated to last night. I don't know what to tell you. It's. I'm sure not updated. You have more more updated. Well, my brother, um, on his way to visit the widow. her baby was shot, and she was yeah. shot and stabbed. Um, so she's been sitting Shiva in the hospital. Um, and I don't know if anyone knew this, but she's also pregnant. And she's also, like, uh, she has two other children. And, um, like, it changed their com- whole lives. So they're very yeah. poor. Um, her husband was in debt beforehand. So it's kind. Of, it's a bad situation. Her name is uh, Odell Boss Miriam. I don't know if you have that. I have that. her on here. Oh, yeah. You do. Okay. And um, baby's name. I actually Wasn't don't it? have the baby's name for some reason. It is it possible? I have here Nathan Ben Odell. That's it's not right. such oh, a common name, so. Odell. Okay. So. It's not so common. It happens to be my sister-in-law, but yeah. It's, it's not um, a common name. It's not it such be. a common name. And then also, um, do you have uh, Aaron Moshe Ben Chana? Aaron Moshe Chaim Ben Chaya Chana. Oh, right, right, right. Well, it must be him. Wait, Ben who? Chaya Yeah, I saw that name. Oh, I only saw Some okay. of the names have been updated as, as they go along. Okay. Okay, right. He was, um, okay. So I don't know if you want to say along with me or alternate. Uh, tell me which one I'll find it. Really Kuf Lamed, 130. Here, it's probably in here also. Oh, I don't know why it's not coming up. What are you Usually it's on fast. Phone? There's a Tehillim oh, app from Russ Deeper. I pray. Oh, there's a few. Rusty not. Brick has a Tehillim app. It's free. That's so weird. I'm pressing it. Kuf Lamed. 130. It's good for Kriya Shema Al-Hamita. If you don't have the lights on here, you could pass that to Julie. You know, for some reason, mine's not oh. going. Do you mind okay. if I share with you? No, that's not. Okay. You found it? You know what? I think mm-hmm. I know it kind of by heart. You want to share? We can look together. Yeah, 130. It's called I Pray. I don't know why it's not okay. coming up. It's usually... Yeah. Shir Hamalos Mimaamakim Kirosiha Adonoi Adonoi Shima Vikoli Tihiena Oznecha Kashuvos Lekol Tahanunai Im Avonos Tishmarya Adonoi Mi Yaamod Ki Imha Hasliha Lemaan Tivare Kivisi Adonai Kivsa Nafshi Velidvaro Hochalti Nafshi Ladonai Mishomrim Laboker Shomrim Laboker Yachel Yisrael El Adonai Ki im Adonai HaChesed Veharbe imo fedus Vehu yifte es Yisrael Mikol avonosav Yehi ratzon melfanecha Adonai Elohai velohei avosai Shetishlach mehera Refuah shalema min hashamayim Refuah hanefesh Refuah haguf lacholim Naor shalev ben rus Or el bas limor Odel bas miriam Moshe ben orli Natan ben Odel, Meir Yitzchak ben Sarah, Aaron Moshe Chaim ben Chaya Chana, Devir ben Shoshana, Avram ben Rus, Ron Shai ben Sigalit, Sahar ben Shoshana, Yosef Chaim ben Zahava, Besoch Sha'ar Chol Yisrael. That's too many. Alright, so may we, may we hear only good news. Um, from here on in, and be to the revelation of Hashem's chesed and purpose and love to us and all of Klal Yisrael.